Mystery LLC, the Beauregard Mansion has challenged you in ways that you did not expect when you received the invitation to a will reading for Aldrin's family, for Aldrin himself specifically. You've gone through room after room trying to find any discernible clues to understand why you've been trapped here. You've seen and now no longer see family members of his apparently go missing and now... After several hours of just you existing in this mansion, not hearing any other civilian here, have come to the sudden and shocking realization that they, those three individuals who are also here for the reading, Persephone, uh, Buford, as well as Spinell, may very well be in danger. And the only place that it remains to be discovered, and investigated, and turned over, and the only way that you guys can do is the basement. It very well might be where these three individuals are being held hostage, being tortured, killed, who knows what. But you know you are heroes, and that you are capable of potentially saving these people from whatever imminent danger continues to threaten you within this house. And so we rejoin our uh, mystery-solving crew right at the sort of very foot uh, stairway leading down into the basement, looking into the inky blackness, ready to face off with whatever might come. Let's go. Let's go in the basement, y'all. Who's leading the way? Question. I mean, I have I have dark vision, so I can be up front. Should I use my message cantrip to send a message to one of them and see where they are and if they're okay? With message, people can respond, yeah? D- do we think they might actually be bad guys? One of them has to be. At least. I mean, it could also be the the creepy guy who has us here in the first place, or it could even be Mister Apparently, Mister Bullogard himself, who may or may not actually be deceased. I think we should just go downstairs. I think we should just go. Also, do we need to introduce ourselves? Oh yeah, yeah. can't hurt. Who who's part of Mystery LLC here? Let's let's see. Who's Hi there, here. I'm Jordan Balky, and I'm playing Scooby. Wooby wooby woo. Uh, I'm Scott Nicewander. I'm playing Shaggy. Ooh. Uh, my name is Ethan Etchill, and I play the character of Velma. I'm uh, Tyler Doobie, and I'm playing Sir Frederick. Fr- Sir, Fr- Sir Frederick. Frederick. Last of the gang, but certainly not least, I'm Camille Leonard playing Daphne. And I am Emily Pilot. I am your DM for this very fun module uh, and friend of the podcast. Yay! Yay! So you guys are within the basement landing currently, assessing your options, assessing how quickly you want to just sort of rush in. And as you're standing here, uh, the only people who have been down here previously are Velma, Shaggy, and Scooby. Is that correct? Velma uh, no, has Velma not. has not been down. Velma's not been down. Excuse me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Scooby and Shaggy are the only ones down here. When you were down here previously, it was quite quiet. Uh, it was very dark. It still is very dark. But as you're down here now, uh, you can sort of hear odd noises, almost like scratches and snarls coming from the room to the east of you. Uh, And as you sort of look and turn to assess this, even through the inky blackness, you can see ominous lights flickering right from underneath that doorway. I would like to cast Mm -hmm. a third level spell called Clairvoyance Clairvoyance? on the far side of that door. So inside the room. Within within the room? Even though you don't have a visualization on it, you can do that? Uh, yes, so it says, um, or in an obvious location that is unfamiliar to you, such as behind a door, around a corner, or in a grove of trees. Fair enough. Um, and Who's Claire? <laughs> a creature 
that can see the sensors, such as a creature benefiting from invis- from sea invisibility or true sight, sees a luminous, luminous intangible orb. So basically it is an invis or yeah, you create an invisible sensor within range. So the only people or creatures who could see it would have true sight or see invisibility. And I can choose whether I want to see or hear. I would like to see. Do you want to see what's within this Since room? Since we heard scratching, I would like to see. That's fair enough. Okay, let's see what you can see. You see death. You see dark, Fun fact for the listeners death. at home, it was in fact my goal on this campaign to use every single uh, spell that had been stocked for me. And so clairvoyance was my only third level spell and I just really wanted to use it. I love it. Here. Uh, you can see within this sort of room that there is a red pentagram that's been uh, drawn onto the floor. And there's also seems to be a fire uh, that is lit uh, within the center of that pentagram. Okay. <laughs> Scooby class casts clairvoyance and then like pops out of it. Just like. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly that. Um, so I'm terrified, but I am going to relay to the group. Pendagram. Fire. I didn't see any creatures though. Uh, let's see. Uh, the fire that's sort of roaring, almost multicolored within the center of the pentagram, is what's making the snarl, uh, scratching and growling sound within. Technically, I wouldn't be able to know where the sound was coming from because it's just sight. Thank you. But yeah, extra bonus. That's the only thing that's moving. So. Maybe so that's like that's the only thing that could potentially be making that. that noise. Great. Okay. Like I don't like the sound of that at all, gang. And there's nothing else going on in the room that we're in. It is just an inky, inky black room. It's uh let me. I do have dark this. vision. So do you I do have dark vision. Uh what you can see I'll give it this, the description again. Uh, it's a sort of a basement landing, uh, sort of a rompus room using for play, entertainment. It's got an octagonal table, uh, several chairs that have been covered with thin tarps, and there's also a few empty wooden shelves. And that's really about it that's going on I think down there was a, a second door, right? There was a, a door, a yes. different door. There's a door to the main floor. Uh as well as just the door to the left, which is what you're looking through. Excuse me, to the right. No door to the south? Oh, yeah, there is. There is. Sorry. There is a small door to the south. But no one's touched that one. I don't believe you guys messed with that. Correct. We didn't touch any of the doors last time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so there's a door to your east and to the south. Can I just do a perception check? Sure. Nat 20. Woo! Very cool. The tension is high here, but it's only just be- in anticipation of what's beyond the doors that are surrounding you. All right, anybody else want to investigate the room? <laughs> do, do we do we want to go into the pentagram room? I feel like we have to go into a room. We just have to kind of decide. Well, hold on. With a nat, with a nat 20. It was perception, not investigation. Okay, all right. Do you see anything worth investigating I, on a nat I 20? I didn't see. There's some bricks that are askew on one of the walls. It's kind of weird. <laughs> okay. The, I didn't see the people in that room where I'm, I'm afraid of the pentagram, but it's not the people that we're trying to find. There's no people in there. Okay. No, not currently. All right. Well, I for one think that we should maybe not go near a pentagram. I'm sorry. Which room was the pentagram room left or right? I mean, the pentagram is uh, in the Eastern room, but we don't know about the door to the West. So, so the large room that's yeah. to your right. Uh, no, the secret door that is to the west of you guys has not been uncovered. Currently. Okay. 
But we do know that there are skew bricks there. There now, are skew bricks to that on the 20. western wall. Uh, okay, I'm going to go investigate that, uh, the bricks then. Yeah, sure. Give me a, an investigation check. Can you see very well? Nat 20. No, I can't, but okay. nat, nat 20. 20. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that that's insane. I'm going to say between Daff and Scoob's dark vision, you're able to make out, uh, you know, filling along the bricks and things like it's that. It's not Velma's first time feeling along a wall. And <laughs> let's just leave it there. Cute. Uh, you can definitely tell that something's wrong with this, uh, that this must uh, give way in some capacity, but through the darkness, it's really obscuring your ability to solve this puzzle. And so it's very frustrating. Even with aid from your compatriots, you're not really able to discern how exactly to unlock this mechanism, but there is some kind of a door here. You know that, but you're not currently. Can I hit it? I mean, sure. Yeah. I just, I would like to physically smash into the door. Sure. Would that be a strength in athletics? It's uh, a strength check, sure. Can it can it be athletics? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I I feel like Emily is saying sure, because no matter what you get, Yeah, you gotta get a nat 30 on this, Jordan. This is, this is a very <laughs> difficult situation. 18? No. Uh, it hurts. Ow. <laughs> it's you're wow. slamming. You're slamming into brick wall, a brick wall, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if there is, you know, a known secret passage, a known secret door behind here, it's well fortified. Whoever has constructed this does not want you to find it easily. Well, guys, I think uh, I, I think we have to go do the big scary. Well, there's another, we have there another there option. We've got a southern, door. a southern room that we haven't checked out yet. Or mm-hmm. we can check out the southern room. Yeah. Let's check out the southern room. Mm, let's go with that one. All right. You guys crack open that door. And uh, those of you with dark vision can quickly see this. Again, those who do not have dark vision, are, their eyes are still very slowly adjusting to this sort of inky black darkness. Scooby, who just slammed into a wall, is a bit disoriented, but yeah. can still make it can out. Can still figure it out. <laughs> you guys can see that there are some wine racks that are lining the walls of this room. They're empty, save for a few dust and spiders. Uh, there's also a tall circular table that's standing in the corner and has uh, two bottles of wine just sitting there. Uh, these bottles are both from the Beauregard Winery. One is an older vintage, and one seems to be a bit more uh, recent, uh, but still both covered in dust, covered in spider webs, things like that. Um, and that is about all that you guys can see here. Hey, gang, I think we've earned ourselves a drink. Should we Should we have a glass? Yeah, like, raise a glass to freedom. Uh, <laughs> That's also the first thing I thought of. Something <laughs> <laughs> they can never take away. Uh, uh I think we should go with the older vintage. Yeah. I mean, if we're supposed to survive the night, let's uh, help ourselves. All right. Who, who, who is partaking? Velma is not. Velma is sitting there going, um, I mean, Shaggy has to. Shaggy has to. Scooby. Daphne loves can, a great glass of wine. Can dogs drink alcohol? Is that uh, okay? Dogs probably shouldn't because it's 99.9% grapes. You're also <laughs> a not a dog. That's fair. I'm a knoll. But audience listeners out there, don't give your dogs grapes. Yeah, that's why the grape ice cream doesn't exist. It is why grape ice cream Mm -hmm. doesn't exist. That's the one reason. The wildest thing I still blows my mind every time. It does. No, Ben and Jerry's, man. Um, To everyone else, uh, Shaggy, Scooby, uh, Daff, and Fred. Are there any glasses around? In the kitchen. You could probably just quickly run up and grab Mm -mm. some. Daphne takes a long pull from the bottle. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Shaggy, Shaggy don't care. Shaggy don't care. Everyone else good? 
I cool. suppose. Uh, everyone but Velma make a con saving throw. Yeah. Hey, I'm yes. not drinking. Heck, yes. <laughs> Seven. 18. Great. Dirty 20. Dirty 20. Anyone who made above a 15 is considered safe right now. Uh, everyone else. Uh, anyone be- below a 15, take 12 poison damage. And you're going to be considered poisoned for the next hour. Raise a glass. Uh, um, <laughs> I would like to lay on hands and okay. neutralize the poison effect. Shaggy, cool. do you think this wine uh, tastes off? Don't, don't stress. Uh, I, I got it. I'm also going to eat a, a crunchy, a courage crunchy, and that courage will crunchy. heal my poison. Um, not the damage, but it will neutralize. Negate it the will effect. neutralize the poisoned effect. Cool. Okay. So you're gonna just sort of like be like, yeah, this is fine. Chomp down on some treats and just have a. Daphne's nice little- gonna go on about how. I just don't understand how they made any money with this wine. It just, it might be the worst wine I've ever had. Like, there's dry, and then there's, like, the Sahara Desert. Probably poisoned. (laughs) What? I don't taste that. (laughs) I feel fine, other than my mouth being accosted by such terrible taste. Did Shaggy pass? Yeah. Shaggy and Velma both, or not Velma, excuse me, Daph both passed. (laughs) Alrighty, that takes care of the wine cellar. <laughs> Excellent. Good job, folks. Excellent use Since of our time. Since we started this, I was like, huh? when am I drinking a bottle of wine? Because it's gotta be poisoned. It's gotta be. I love how we started this off with like, you guys are gonna be heroes. You're gonna save people. And you're like, nah, can we take a pause and just get drunk? Can we get some drinking <laughs> going on? Love We're it. a little chaotic, but also I was wondering if moving the bottle would like cause the door to open. Yeah, I thought that too. No connection. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you've got the pentagram room. You have the secret door that is really strongly a guarded secret at this point. And those are your uh, two options at this point. Okay. I guess we have no other option right now but to go into the pentagram room. I don't Let's like go. this. I don't yeah. do it. Fred, be our leader. Lead us in. Yeah, I uh, would like to bust down the door. You want to bust down the door? <laughs> yeah. Just like kick it in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Do I need to roll? No. <laughs> it's just very cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just love the extra description. So Fred, Sir Frederick just slams down this door with his big booted foot. And uh, as you guys enter, uh, the room before you, you can see flickers in a strange light. There is a roaring fire burning within the middle of the room, just as uh, Scooby had seen through his clairvoyance. Uh, this fire sparkles in strange colors, but seems to emit no smoke. It even takes your eyes a moment to adjust. And then you see it. Those red streaks smeared across the walls and pooling around the fire. Disturbing symbols are painted in dripping red along the walls. A flash of smoke nearby the northern wall. The ghost Ghost of Beauregard appears. You had one chance to leave. You have overstayed your welcome. Now you die. As he speaks, a second apparition appears behind him. Another ghost of Beauregard. You feel fear welling up in you as you glance between these two spectral forces. The first ghost continues. First, I will rend your flesh. Then, what? What are you looking at? He turns around and sees the second ghost, leaping backwards in surprise. No, no, please. I want to hear how it ends. Says the second ghost. His voice is different. It's darker and rings with an odd echo around the room. Uh, uh, I, 
How? But you... The first ghost seems flummoxed. The second ghost sighs and takes a deep breath. As he inhales, he grows larger with a dark, arcane fire burning within his eyes. I cannot be stopped now. With your sacrifices, I am immortal. The second ghost lunges forward, plunging a now clawed phantasmal hand into the first ghost's chest. The first ghost lets out a pained and surprisingly human wet squeak as the second ghost pulls him, cackling through the wall to the west. What? Yeah, hi. I'd like to investigate the pentagram and fire. <laughs> I'd like and to I'd investigate like to... the wall where he just got pulled through. That's fair. That's I'd fair. I'd like to investigate the walls with the red stuff on it. I want to investigate the walls with the red stuff on it. Dirty I'd like 20. To cower. I'd like to cower in fear for a second. <laughs> you know, that's fair. I think Velma's just standing there going, Ooh. what? <laughs> J- cleaning her glasses like, did yeah. I just see that right? So I, I'm going to like right, take a so... turn off. <sighs> guess yeah honestly yeah shaggy is like nope like i know we're not in combat but velma's definitely just sitting there like what i'll let everybody else roll first stunned for an action okay i need someone to want to act first because there was a lot of reaction there yeah Daphne I, I said am, she wanted to investigate the pentagram yeah and i'm not super afraid of the fire because i have uh fire damage resistance. At this point, I'm going to say, since you guys are all together, uh, anyone doing investigation rolls gets advantage, regardless of if you have have proficiency. Oh, okay. I rolled a dirty 20 at the start. Cool. It's definitely not blood. It's like red paint. Oh, then I rolled a nat 20 if I'm rolling with advantage. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So it's just paint that's been drawn on the floor, which seems to track, given that the first ghost that you guys were encountering seems to be a false ghost. Okay, I'm going to roll for the walls covered in red. Uh, And that's a 14. Yeah, that's also red paint. Uh, It's not blood, uh, but there does seem to be... Let's see what else I could share with you. You're not going... He didn't go northwards. He went westwards when he... Yes, uh, and I'm going to investigate westwards. You want to investigate westwards? Cool. Let's do the walls first. You want to do the walls first? Because Tyler asked. Absolutely. I already did. Oh, oh, did you? Yeah, have? sorry. I rolled yeah. a 15 minus one, so 14. Right, right. So the 14, yeah, you're just going to get that the um, blood, quote unquote, on the walls, it's also like the pentagram on the floor, just red paint. Well, just, hey, this isn't real blood. It's just meant to scare you guys, just meant to sort of throw you off your base and just really terrify I you. I think someone's got it out for us. <laughs> I would like to investigate you? the west wall where the ghost number two pulled through himself and ghost number one. Sure. And that's with advantage? Yeah, you guys, everyone gets advantage on investigation rolls since you're working as a team right now. Uh, That's gonna be a 19. 19? Tapping along the wall with your little uh, null paws and things like that, you don't really find any purchase. There doesn't seem to be anything askew. You genuinely believe that that second ghost that appeared behind the first ghost that you saw here just... Uh, I'm trying to think. Vanished with them. Vanished through the wall with uh, the first ghost. He truly was able to pull him through. Yep. All right. Uh, So you guys know that the ghost has pulled the uh, false ghost uh, westward. Mm -hmm. Let's chase him. You want to chase him? How? He went through the one with the door. We just go through the door. We can go to the other room. You guys can go backwards to the basement landing. Oh, I was... My brain was thinking east. I'm dumb. 
So we're going westwards, we're going back to the basement landing, and you can see now that the brick wall that Velma had sort of found to be a secret entrance, a secret door, but wasn't able to find purchase to unhinge it, has now been sort of left slightly ajar. You can see light pouring through there, so you can now enter through that door. I'm going to rip the door open and lead the... Lead the crew. I love this extra masculine Sir Frederick just busting down You're doors, so ripping brave things right open. Now. I, I love am doing it. it all in the stakes of like being noticed. So yeah. this is good. <laughs> it's all a testosterone. <laughs> yeah. So as you guys are making your way towards this, um, you know, newly revealed door, you can sort of see if you're to look to the ground, a thin trail of blood leading from the chamber that you guys were in. And this is a totally different crimson color than the one that had been falsely painted for the mm. pentagram and on the walls. This is definitely real fresh blood that is just painting on the ground uh, and leading into this new door. And as you guys enter into this sort of hidden door, uh, the wall behind you sort of snaps shut. Uh, directly behind you. And uh, you are now... Uh, it's a trap. <laughs> you are now within uh, what appears to be a very real sacrifice chamber. Jesus. Uh, yep. Oh, no. <laughs> this is the for real sacrifice chamber. This is where... A wisdom save? <laughs> not quite yet. This is where Aldrin seems to have actually been concocting sacrifices to some sort of demonic entity. Okay. This room is made of stone, clearly rougher craftsmanship than the rest of the basement that you guys have seen. Those of you particularly with dark vision have been able to make out that that basement, the basement landing, even the false um, sort of pentagram room all seem to have sturdy-ish old walls of brick. This is like a carved out, like man-made dug weird basement that's going on here. There's a stone altar that's been emblazoned with carved skulls that sits in the very center of this room, all stained red with blood. And on the face of the altar, a white human skull is set with a carved black triangle. Uh, let's see. A heavy smell of blood and iron permeates the air and the remains of all three family members uh, that you guys met at the beginning of this adventure are hung up on ropes and chains around the edges of this room. They are... You see the remains of? The remains of. They, uh, their blood is currently uh, pooling from fresh cuts within their body and is pooling around the altar. Um, hey, can I just be the first to say it? Uh, yuck. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, <laughs> my stomach is turning gross. from this description. Mm -hmm. So they're they're dead. They're fully dead. They like, are I can't fully dead. You do not need. To, I mean, like in theory, you could like uh, revivify, re Check revivify them. I don't have revivify. But like, yeah, I don't. I don't think anyone here has the magic capable of like restoring these three individuals to full life. And <sighs> nor are you really in a current predicament where you have enough time and have the resources to do so. I message Creepster. Creepsly? Creepsly. I okay. message Creepsly. The family's dead. Uh, the family's dead. Come back in and get them. Uh, help us. Here is, here's the thing, uh, Scoob. Also present uh, in the most recent circumstance is the very dead uh, false ghost of Beauregard who uh, seems to be making... Noises and voices that remind you a bit of Creepsley. Oh, no. So. Like, Creepsley? And he's just sort of writhing, obviously, like, just very near death. And with that, uh, he's this apparition is going to sort of appear. I gotta say, I was not expecting everybody to be dead. Yeah, same. Dead. Yeah. Everyone's 
very dead here, including the false ghost. And uh, this apparition, this true ghost of Aldrin Beauregard appears, and uh, he's just got his arms outstretched, and he is ready to take you all down, it seems. So let's all roll initiative. Uh, 17 for Velma. 11 for Daphne. 3 for Fred. 11 for Scoob. Who wants to go, uh, Scoob or Daphne first? I can. And Shaggy. then Shaggy is 13. Cool. All right, uh, first in initiative is Velma. What do you want to do to Dear Aldrin? Um, I mean, so... I'm going to shoot him with my crossbow um, and I am going to make a wisdom check against him to see if I can gain sneak attack. Learn something about him to gain sneak attack. That is my insightful fighting trait. Okay. Wait, explain that to me one more time. So if I, um, I don't have advantage on this guy right now and there's nobody like, there's no reason I would, so I can't do my sneak attack, but I can, I can use insightful fighting and make a wisdom check against his uh, deception check Mm -hmm. and gain sneak attack if i beat his deception check gotcha okay so so i'm doing that right now (laughs) yeah you'll be fine (laughs) yeah that's a yeah i got a seven Mm. okay so whoops uh velma's gonna shoot him with the the hand crossbow regardless then for the first time all all game it's only gonna do one amount of damage so let's see if i can even hit real quick ah it's a crit fail it's a crit fail, and it just shoots into one of the far walls behind him. And he just sort of cackles at you very cockily. Uh, following Velma, we've got Shaggy. What you gonna do, my man? Shaggy is going to, well, obviously be terrified first and f- first and foremost. But I will, I will get up to it. Kind of, I would like to get up. If there's a way for me to get up to him, let me see. Let me see. I like this one. Um, yes, I would like to uh, attack twice, and then one of well, we'll see. Nineteen and, and twenty-five. Are yeah, both attacks. of those are going to hit. Uh, for one of them, I would like to do. I would like to spend a key point to do a stunning strike. Okay. So I'll, I mean, I'll do my damage. Yeah. So when I hit another creature with a melee attack, I can spend one key point to attempt a stunning strike. Two, and then he has to make a constitution saving throw. But I can still do my damage real quick. Sure. Um, and not great. 12 damage total plus a constitution saving throw, please. Okay. Uh, that's 11. Is that going to save? <sighs> that exactly saves. Dang it. Okay. So what's the total damage then? 12. 12. Cool. Okay. Uh, that hits and seems to fully affect him. Uh, next in our order of operations is Scoob. Uh. Am I able to cast Healing Word on the apparition that looks like that sounded like Creepsley? Or if you if you want to, I mean, even if he was trying to spook us out of this, I don't explicitly know that he deserves to be murdered for it. Sure, okay. You're a good-hearted soul, Scooby. You want to save people? Yeah, you just like lick his face. Uh, it's it's healing word, so I don't need to touch him. Um, oh, okay. I'm just going to give a, a little baby Aroo! in his direction. Gotcha. Uh, so how much does that heal for? Uh, I think it's just 1d4 plus my atrociously allocated... Yeah, 1d4 plus my atrociously allocated uh, spellcasting modifier. <laughs> I heal him for two. You heal him for two? Cool. Heal him for two. Uh, he's still very unstable. Okay. 
but he's he's not dead. Maybe. He's not like making death saving throws or anything, is he? Uh, I mean, like, he's just going to be slowly still just inching his way towards the death saving throw. Okay. Like, you, he's been stabbed into the chest. Okay. Crazy, he's not gonna, crazy, like, crazy he's, amounts of blood. He's not going to get up and help us fight. No. God, gotcha. No. Okay. I, I didn't expect him to get up and help us fight. And then cost a spell slot. That was my bonus action. <sighs> How far away am I from the ghostly apparition? I would say you're probably about, you're at most like seven feet away. It's pretty. It's a pretty tight room. I'm gonna eat one of my courage crunches, and I'm going to leap at him with a bite. I'm going Great. to try to bite him. Cool. And I would like to gently argue with the DM <laughs> that uh-huh. uh, being a creature who walks most often on four legs, that I am walking sprinting at him and like pounce on him to bite him and that if he is a physical being with whom I can interact that if I were to hit this attack that I might be able to knock him prone like some animals of the same size might be able to do would you agree see the thing is is like this is a individual who can become corporeal and non-corporeal yep. is the issue that's and so I'm thinking as a reaction he would probably turn non-corporeal to avoid being prone can I still attack him with a bite? Oh, absolutely. Great. Right now he's corporeal, but I'm just saying in reaction to that. I'm gonna try to bite him. Seven. S- seven for the hit? Yeah. Yeah, it's not gonna do it. You're just gonna like sort of lunge. And honestly, this is when he turns non corporeal. I just And you sort, right of, you sort of like fall right through him and just sort of skid onto the floor. You don't hurt yourself or anything, but like. It looks cool. You dive right through this ghost thing, uh, but you don't make any kind of purchase. Like, nice move, Scoob. Like, cool. I'm- the last thing I'm going to do on my turn is turn around to face him again so that I'm not facing my back to him. And Yeah, it looks like you were doing it on purpose. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I look real cool because now we're, like, maybe ostensibly flanking him, and I'm going to um, give a give a... A bark back to Shaggy to expend my one and only bardic inspiration. <laughs> All right. Following that attack, we've got Daphne. Like, thanks, Scoob. And I shoot some finger guns to Scoob, as Shaggy does. Everyone knows that. All right. As a cantrip, Daphne is going to cast Eldritch Blast. Eldritch Blast. Okay. <laughs> I didn't ask how big the room was. I said cast Fireball. <laughs> Oh, I just realized that I'm behind him. Oh, this oh, is my no. favorite. What it's kind okay. of what kind of damage does Eldrick Blast uh, um, do? do so it does one d ten, but because I'm at fifth level, I can use two beams. So I assume uh, that's two. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So if it's plus charisma and proficiency, then it is a twelve. It's a twelve damage. Yeah, or right, twelve to, to hit. hit. That's not gonna do it. Shucks. Well. Okay, so that's the turn, Daph. No, no bonus actions. I don't believe I have any. Great. Okay, uh, Fred is your go. I would like to throw my net at him. Yes. <laughs> you want to throw the net at him? Mm-hmm. Is there any kind of like special like thing, or uh, is it just strictly a net? I have to roll for it. Creature can use its own action to make a DC twelve strength check to free itself or another creature in a net. Um, 22. 22 to hit? Yeah, that's gonna, that's gonna hit, per- make purchase. And now I would like to hit with a weapon, with my okay. longsword. 
Uh, that sweet eight isn't going to hit, is it? An eight is definitely not going to hit. This is quite embarrassing. Yeah, <laughs> this is this is quite embarrassing. This is this is embarrassing. Fred plays it off as like a warning slash. You just like whiff. Like somehow you just overestimate how short he has become within this sort of trap that you yeah. ensnared yeah, yeah, him yeah, yeah. in, and just mm-hmm. foiled right, by my own trap right over uh, this apparition's head and he just again like anytime you guys are gonna miss him he's gonna cackle with just like glee he's so happy when you guys mess up and I'm don't you have two attacks or was the trap one attack? the, the think, net was I the first I think the net was a first because okay. it is within my attacks and spell casting I'm debating if I want to use a spell because I have ensnaring strike still Hon- honestly I don't think he's gonna leave. To be fair, yeah, that's kind of that was my thought too. You know, like we're on the same lane. Like I understand. I understand. He's here. He's case, here to mess you guys up. I'm gonna just uh, uh, not look embarrassed. Love that. I take my turn to not look embarrassed. <laughs> that's fair. All right. That's how you conclude your turn. All right. Um, so I'm gonna say uh, to get out of the net. What is he gonna have to do? Is that a full action? Yeah, a full action to get out of the net. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he's going to go uh, incorporeal, uh, which uh, I'm going to just share with the class here. Uh, that's called ghost as far as his actions go, which is fun. <laughs> so he's going to sort of use his dark magic to become incorporeal. The net, uh, the trap that has been ensnared within him falls and clatters to the ground. And but he the net just, isn't damaged, right? No, it's fine. It just sort of it falls as far as he was crouched. So it was probably like a foot. I figured um, that if I had him like grappled or in a net, I would have advantage on a attack, but I didn't think about that. So that's okay. Honestly, that kind of makes sense. Um, yeah. Ne- how about this? Next time you use it, we'll give you advantage. That seems okay. more fair. And yeah, so he makes himself incorporeal. He vanishes from the room and you don't know where he's at. Oh, and, no. and that is his turn. Next up is Velma. You do not know where the ghost is. Yeah, I am going to I'm going to hide behind Fred and ready an attack action. Amazing. Uh, what is uh, the trigger for that attack action? When I see somebody rematerialize in the room. Cool. So you're gonna you're like ready to take aim. Yeah, I'm like I'm hiding just... behind so I can I can I'm a halfling, I can hide behind a creature that is bigger than my size. You're using Fred's yes, cover. I am using Fred's cover. <laughs> gotcha. I love that. Okay. I wanted to be sure it wasn't like you're hiding and taking an action. Like let's okay. No, so sense. I yeah, I can hide behind um any creature that is is larger than me. On action. a bonus action, right? Yeah. Bonus action yes. Cunning action through. is is um I can use cunning action to hide at any time. And I'm going cool. to Heck ready yeah. a an attack action for as soon as I see somebody. So as Love soon it. as Aldrin makes his reappearance, yep, you're going to I am fire ready. a shot at him. All right, uh, Shaggy, do you want to prepare an action or do anything to get ready Yeah, here? I think I'm just going to take, uh, not necessarily prepare an action. I think it's, uh, as, as a monk of the way of the coward, it is going to make much more sense for me to just simply take a, a full dodge action this turn. So, like, not readying anything, but mm-hmm. just I'm using my turn to just dodge in case someone tries to attack me in any capacity. You I get see. what I'm saying? I do. So, like, if he's to, say, appear and try and attack you, you've already dodged out of the way. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it just, it's just it a dodge action. imposes disadvantage on Yeah, him. it's just a dodge action. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. I'm not doing anything fancy. Cool. Uh, next up, we've got Scoob. What you doing in prep? When he reappears, I would like to cast, I guess, Tasha's hideous laughter on him again. Cool. Um, 
There's going to be now, so many things that are happening when he pops back in his room. Let me yeah. let me double check. So so technically speaking, it would be a a save on his part. Could I instead use my courage crunch to impose disadvantage on him or am I out of luck? The courage crunch is for you to gain the advantage, right? It's it's something cuz cuz like a courage crunch works like a Scooby snack in that it sort of invigor it invigorates you. Okay. Just keep that in mind. Yeah, you know what? Then I'm I'm just going to cast Tasha City as laughter on him when he reappears and he will have the opportunity to do a wisdom saving throw or basically be incapacitated. Yeah, when he when he reappears, we're just going to probably go right back down the initiative order and be like, "What did you react with?" All right. Um uh Daphne, unless there's anything else that Scoop wants to do. I'm sorry. Nah. So this guy is still disappeared. Yeah, he will not reappear until his next turn. All right, well, I'm going to prepare Eldritch Blast again. Fab, I love it. So when he reappears, he's going to he's gonna get whomped, honestly. This is a bad move <laughs> That's on his what we're part. hoping for. That's what we're hoping. And uh, Fred, you are last, but certainly not least, in terms of someone who wants to prep something. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick up my net. Okay. And uh, get back in front of Velma. Okay. I'm actually, Velma's probably just like following behind me. <laughs> just shuffling yeah. with her little like feet. Just like, so I'm just gonna get myself in like an opportune place to attack, but I'm not actually going to prepare you're just, any action. You're just well positioning yourself then, which if anything is helpful for Velma too. Yeah, that's fair. All right, I'm with Fred, sort of readying himself uh, for Aldrin's to Aldrin to reappear. He does exactly that, just about ten feet away from where he was previously, and he just sort of pops right back in, almost as if he had never left, and. All of these attacks just sort of crush him in at once. And so let's start with Velma with your uh, ranged right, attack. Cool. Uh, let's see if it hits. Uh, that is a 12 plus 6, 18. That's going to cool. hit. And I'm hiding behind somebody. So sneak attack. Add that D6. Uh, that is 17, 19 plus 3, uh, 22. Total damage. 22 damage. With a crossbow bolt. Nice, nice, nice. Very nice. All right. That's some damage. And next up, in terms of attacks that are prepped, we've got Shaggy. Oh, I just dodged. You just dodged. That's right. All right. Well, it didn't make sense for the character. That's fair. He's a scaredy cat. That's fair. Yeah. All right. Uh, Shaggy's unharmed. Scooby. I'm trying to remember what you had prepared. Uh, Tasha Sidious Laughter. He needs to do a wisdom saving throw and beat a 12. That's 11. So, nope. Not going to do it. Uh, what he happens? is going to start cackling hysterically, unable to. He was already spook, spooky. Right. So, so basically, because he was already laughing, I was like, you know, I know I already used this and it'll mean that I can't actually use all of my spells probably. But, but. if you're going to laugh, I'm going to make you laugh. Make gotcha. him laugh. Well, well, if everything's funny, then you're going to think I'm funny too. And he is going to be incapacitated he's going to fall prone laughing and be unable to stand up uh, at the end of each of his turns and each time he takes damage so he, he's gonna take damage and get a chance to roll again but he's going to be able to make another wisdom saving throw and if it's triggered by damage it is he, he is gonna get advantage which is a pain in the butt but that's okay because he's still incapacitated currently for his turn yeah, he's definitely incapacitated, and it's, if anything, even more disturbing to hear just constant cackling echoing throughout this entire, like, small, enclosed uh, sacrifice chamber. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just, uh, it seems nonstop. His whole body is just 
shaking as he's cackling. Next up, uh, we've got Daff. All right, let's see if Eldritch Blast hits. <laughs> That'll be a 18. 18 to hit? Yeah, that's hits. All right. What's the damage? What's the damage? What's your damage? Exactly. Thank you, Scott. That'll be 2d10. Whew. Let's get a good roll. It'll be a 9. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Good. Plus a 7. 16. Not good. bad. That's 16 total. Good. That's not bad. Chipping away. Damage is damage. And then he does get advantage on a wisdom saving throw to break to break the Tasha's the laughter. laughter. Um, hypothetically, he was also on the ground, so or like he was prone, so would Daphne have gotten advantage? Yeah, let's see actually if you did a crit. Uh, did a crit. I'm rolling the d20 again. Uh-huh. Yeah, just to see if you crit. That just changes and it gives you a vicious. Nope. Okay. 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 Same shit. So I just rolled a uh, 18. Uh, yeah. Dang that's it. Gonna, that's gonna break it. Yep. Hey, that's okay. You guys just got to wreck him up, uh, but let's see what he's going to do to you guys. I haven't gone yet. <gasps> I'm so sorry, Fred. What did you um, prepare? Is he still prone? Uh, at this point, yes, he's not gotten up. He's just been bombarded by spells right now, and so he's not had the opportunity to stand. Then I am going to swing with my longsword again. Uh, that's a dirty 20. That's going to hit. Is it a... Um, Oh, no, you're a paladin. Never mind. Sorry, I was thinking fighter. Do you want to roll a second time because he's, he's prone, prone and you have advantage? Oh, yeah. See if you crit. Nope, I got the same exact roll. <laughs> cool, good uh, job. Nice. And then I'm going to roll my second attack. And that should also have advantage? 23. 23? Not, yeah. like, not nat 20 or anything? N- not a nat 20, but okay. 23. Yeah, both of those attacks are going to hit. Uh, what's the damage? Right. Uh, I wanted to do a divine smite. <laughs> Divine Smite. Sure. Nice. That's fabulous. Uh, yes, yes, and yes. I don't know if he's an undead or fiend, but I do get an extra D8 if he is. Uh, he's considered uh, a humanoid, unfortunately. So I add two D8 to this. Let's see what I do. And then I also have to roll one D8 for my other hit. That's sad. Nine plus five. I rolled a one, two, and a three. 14 oh, damage. No. Oh, no. That was real sad. Okay. Damage is damage. Let's see. And now, finally, after that complete onslaught, it is uh, Aldrin's turn. And he's going to... Uh, Daphne, you're relatively close to him. He's going to cast Ray of Enfeeblement. So a black beam of... Gosh, how would you even say that, Scott? What is that word? Enervating. Enervating energy. (laughs) A black beam of enervating energy springs forth from his hands towards Daphne. Uh, So I'm going to need to make a ranged spell attack. That's going to be a 21 to hit. Yeah, that hits. That hits. (laughs) What? How? (laughs) Unheard of. I have a reaction. Once hit, uh, you're going to... um, well, this is dumb of him. Uh, now you only deal um, half damage from weapon attacks uh, that use any kind of strength, which I don't think pertains to you. Haha. Okay. <laughs> I have so, a reaction. Yeah, what's your reaction? Uh, so I'm going to cast Hellish Rebuke. Sure. Um, and if I remember correctly from my other tiefling ging, um, I think I get to cast this at a second level spell slot. I'm going to believe you just because I don't know. I'm not 100% on that, but I think so. 
I, I truly just don't know. Jordan's looking in the book. I've not played with any tieflings before, so that's just not something I'm familiar with. Yeah, I think at fifth level I get to. Truly, I'm shocked that I haven't played with a tiefling yet. Yes, Hellish Rebuke is as a second level spell. What was the effect? So it just basically makes any, like if you were to like hit him with a sword, with any kind of weaponry, anything that requires strength to be added to your damage is lessened by half. It really should have been something that he hit Fred with, but he didn't. <laughs> he hit you because he's a dummy. Yeah. Okay. Well, then he's I, bad at this. I he doesn't get, know you. <laughs> I get to go ahead and cast this as a second level spell slot. So hopefully this hits. 18. 18 damage? 18 to hit. 18. To, yeah, that's going to hit. All right, then I'm rolling 3d10. Cool. Whoa, Todd. <laughs> that was very dumb of him. And by him, Six, I mean Emily. Three, ten. Oh, 19. Yep. All right. Fire damage. Fire damage? Yeah, that still hits. Um, He can make a dexterity saving throw. Did we already do that? In response to this? Yes. I did not. Yes, sorry. I am not sure what the DC on that is. That's an 18 for his deck saving throw. Oh, I'm gonna so say he's he only going to take half. So he'll only take half of that? So he'll take so eight. Which is still a lot. Eight's still not bad. He's still up. He's still, um, he looks mad at you guys, but he's still up. Just a brief sidebar, listener. Um, before anybody tweets at me or responds to me in any way, I now see that I, as a halfling, have a trait called lucky, where I get to reroll uh, crit fails. And I <laughs> missed that the whole time. And that is a thing that like oh, everybody knows right. about because everybody oh, plays no. halflings. So I'm going to get called out for that that's one. That's right. But. You know what? I'm sure I'm going to get called out for a whole yeah, bunch so of stuff. So people that have whatever. been tweeting at me for the first two episodes just know that I, I preempted you. <laughs> Look, you made up for it with how many nat I mean, 20s that's, you That's for sure true. But like, this is a thing that like I've seen it happen too. People love halflings for some reason. They'll be like, halflings have the lucky trait. Yeah. That makes sense too because like Velmo needs those important investigation rules. Mm-hmm. And she already has advantage yeah. on those, but yeah, if I roll a crit, I can't yeah. roll a crit one at least the first time, so. I cannot emphasize this enough. These are all new characters to everyone. Even me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when you guys so. are asking me questions, I'm like... Because I was reading about my ability to hide behind stuff, and then I was like, lucky, when you roll a one on the d20 for an attack yeah. roll, ability check, or saving throw, you can re-roll the die. Must use the new roll. Ah. All right. Well, we are back up to the top after Aldrin's complete blunder with uh, a dumb spell. Uh, and Velma. It's your yeah, turn. watch me roll another crit one. Um, I'm going to do the same thing I did, and I'm going to shoot him with my crossbow. Nice. A little Go bit of a one it. trick pony here, but it's a good trick. It's a fun trick. It's Everybody enjoys trick. my trick. So far, you've been rolling really high for damage. Uh, on it. 16 plus 6, 22. That's going to hit. Go ahead and just roll this damage. Oh, that time I did not roll that high. That is uh, 14 total. So Velma pops out from behind Fred again and ducks back. Great. All right, next up is Shaggy. Shaggy's going to roll two attacks, please. Cool. Reminder, you have Bardic. And I do have Bardic, yes. I've not needed it because I've hit- The breadstick. I've hit all attacks so far. Wow, that sucks, Emily. It's two twos, folks. I got two twos. Yeah, that's a big old whiff. I'm so sorry, bud. Um- Okay, and I will, uh, yeah, yeah. It looks cool, but it absolutely purchases against nothing. Cool. I will, um, <laughs> bonus action. Move, I know. I dodged, and then I was, like, right back in the fight, took my quarter staff of bread out, and, like, whew, whew. um, I would like to bonus action, mm-hmm. 
uh, dodge again using a key point. I keep using all my key points because I feel like this is the this is the fight to do it in. That's fair. All right, you'd be correct. Cool. Scoob, you're up next, my friend. I it it just sucks because literally every single one of my spells other than healing word is an action, so I can't cast a spell and do anything else. I either get to attack him or cast a spell, but under no circumstances can I do both, and that's really frustrating. So I am going, and, and, and none of my spells deal damage either, other than Vicious Mockery, and you can't increase the damage that it deals by making it a spell slot. Well, this is like the bard thing, is you're like buffing and debuffing. So is yeah. there any way that you can aid your compatriots would be the question, really, if you want to um, use a spell slot? Yeah, cool. So then I will do that. Um, How dare you? We're dealing Daphne, damage. You, Everyone else is have, dealing damage. You don't have to worry about that. Daphne, you have yet to go. I go after you. Uh, you are probably going to cast another Eldritch Blast, which is what kind of... It, it, your your spellcasting is Charisma? Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, the, the, it's, it's an attack spell, right? Yes. Yeah, you rolled a hit. Sure. Right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. If you rolled a hit, it's an attack. Yeah. Unless I'm just doing like, oh, this wrong, this happens. Ethan uses it more than I do. Eldritch Blast? Yeah. No, I sure these, do not. How have you been doing it is what we're asking. Oh, I've been Are, rolling to hit. <laughs> cool. No, then that's it, good. It, that's what we're asking. Right, Enhancing ability is checks, not attacks. So that doesn't work. So let me... That just gives people temporary hit points. Yeah. Well, um. Temp HP is helpful. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to attack the ghost with my bite again. And depending on how that lands, I'm going to give a courage crunch, which imbues advantage to Daphne because I know that she goes next. So first I'm going to try to attack the ghost. With a bite. Because you're currently behind the ghost still, yeah? I am behind the ghost So you're trying still. to just lunge forward. I'm trying to lunge forward and attack him. Gotcha. All right. Let's see if you hit. Nine. Nine. Again, he, you just sort of whiff right on through him. It feels weird when that happens, oh, too. Oh, wait. I'm going to use my courage crunch and, and try to use my advantage now. Cool. Twelve? Twelve is, is right? exactly what you need to hit. Nice. Oh, thank goodness. This is the first damage that I have dealt all campaign. Hey, if any time to, for it to happen, now yeah. would be the time. Great. Also, I know that like Ben Allen Roth is a bard that deals lots of damage, but like typically that's not the bard's role. Right. To be I a had to. Dealer. I had to carefully craft Ben Allen Roth over six levels to get him to beefy yeah. lightning boy, and also steal several spells from several different ca- classes. Right. So, so being like this is the first time I've dealt damage, it's like it's that's normal. Right. That's normal. That's very normal. The yeah. bard can function okay. as several different things, but he can only function as them at one time. Like at one, at one time. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Um. So I'm biting him, and I'm gonna tr- deal one d six piercing plus Kinky. one. Six piercing damage with my bite. Six piercing. That's what Velma should say. It's not jinkies, but kinky. <laughs> yeah. I'm done. Yeah, I need to gonna... leave. <laughs> <laughs> I quit. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> if if at least one person doesn't take off their headphones and say they quit each recording session, we are not successful. Right. Yeah, that's exactly right. 
It's usually <gasps> me. It's ninety percent of the time. It's me. It usually I, occasionally, it's been me. I I re-listened. I don't know to what, and I just took my head. I just remember being like, "Oh my god, I quit." I, okay. I think it might have been when you quit. Anywho, anywho, um, I quit. I'm also going to toss a courage crunch to Daphne to grant her advantage. Courage on crunches her. are a bonus action. It doesn't actually say one way or the other. I am treating it like a bonus action. You can, it's like a free action to interact with an, any object, right? You can interact with an object on your turn for free. I'm just trying to think the logistics of like, you've attacked Aldrin from behind uh-huh. him. And so how does tossing past Aldrin to Daphne work? That's my con- That's more my concern, logistically. Can you slide it on the floor over to Daphne? Yeah. I feel like this is a particularly challenging maneuver. This isn't like you passing something to someone. This is... This it has okay. s- some stakes to it to toss it like about five feet away from you. Like if there's like Where a slide of with, an, with an enemy me. between you behind Fred. Yeah, yeah that's is there like a slide. Is like a Where slide is Velma relative to me? Velma's at five feet away from you. Direct. Oh, everyone. Everyone is Fred. on the opposite side. You are the so only person I behind. Can't Just give it up, this. George. Do you want to give it to me? I, I feel like this is a quite a challenging thing that you're trying to do because an enemy is opposite you and blocking all of your um, group, all of your party. Okay, then I'll just, I'll sit on it. Okay. That's That's Scoob's turn. turn. (laughs) Or that's Daphne's turn, pardon me. Or it is Daphne's turn? I'm confused. It's currently Daphne's turn. Daph, please go. (laughs) I'm gonna cast Eldritch Blatch. Eldritch Eldritch Blatch. (laughs) Eldritch It's so devastating. You don't need the full word. (laughs) All right, go for it. Hello, yes, my name is Eldritch Blatch. (laughs) Mm-hmm. I own this I estate. I own this estate. Who is Aldrin? <laughs> uh, okay, that is a nine? A nine? To I'm hit? so confused. No, I was adding plus five. It's 12. 12 to hit? That's exactly what you need to hit. Oh, sweet. All right, it's uh, six and seven. 13. 13? Okay. Nice. He's looking rough, guys. He's not looking happy. Okay, Fred, you're up to bat. Okay, all right, we're here. Uh huh. Just sitting in the car. Where are we uh-huh. at? Ignition. Ready <laughs> to you go. You knew it. <laughs> um. All right. How how is Ghost Boy looking? He's looking real rough. Real rough. So I think I am going to cast Compel Duel on him. Mm. Okay. Because it gives him disadvantage on attacking anyone else. Ooh, I uh, like that. If he fails the save, which is uh, give me a second. That's quite clever. Uh, 13. 13. Uh, what kind of yeah. a save is it? Charisma. Okay. I'm rolling that now. Oh, wait, no. Wisdom. Wisdom. Sorry. But again, rolling that now. Yeah. That's a 12. Great. And mine is 13. Yep. Nice. So uh, not only whether he p- passed or failed, he gets disadvantage on attacking anyone else but me. And because he failed, he cannot move more than 30 feet away from us. I gotcha. Um, and now I'm gonna do my two attacks. That was a bonus action? That was a bonus action. That's a 19. That's a 19. And that's a 20. <laughs> not a not a crit, but a 20. Hey, uh, hey Ty. Yeah. How's it how's it look? It looks real good. No, no, no. How how does how does his death look? Yes! Oh! Wait, oh, was that um, was that damage or to hit? Oh, I'm sorry. No, that, that was just to hit. Oh God, the, those two were I'm to hit. So excited! I don't know for if I'm going to kill die. him. I was but like, in that case, I'm going to use a second level divine smite. You want to use divine uh, to add a third good, D8. Good night. Um, both of those hit. So like, what? both of those hit. Oh God. 
Um, 12 plus 3. You did such a bad job running this guy. Um, and then I need... Uh, and that's a 6. I was hoping I could get to one other ability, but I don't think I'm gonna. 21 total damage? 21 total damage? Yeah, again. How does it look? <laughs> I would like it to explode and cover everyone in like a like lightly... Like, you know how you put, like, one drop of milk into water and then all of a sudden it looks, like, very colorful? I want us to all be covered in that. You want to be covered yeah. in, like, ectoplasm? Explode. Yeah. You are. With, with ectoplasm. <laughs> what is this, Ghostbusters? How, how do you say that word? I love this. All right. Just as as this just final just crack of uh, Elder... I'm sorry. What, why did you even hit him with? I'm so excited. <laughs> a divine smite. Just a divine smite. As this smite cracks... Against this, like, Aldrin creature. I don't even think you want to call him Aldrin Beauregard anymore. He's just this Aldrin creature. It just emanates. This, like, glowing material emanates and just sort of, like, splats all over you guys. And you can just tell that this is just, like, whatever is just powering him is just gone. It's completely zapped out of him. And whatever remains is just it's gross. And so following this sort of just loud crack that attacks him, just a quiet calm seems to come over the room for as calm as like a ritualistic sort of weird space can be. And um, slowly the smell of death instead fills your nostrils. Um, I'm going to argue that my mouth was open while making this attack. And so I spit out the ex-husband <laughs> in my mouth. Like that, that is a you call. I didn't make you do that. <laughs> I know. I know. I just wanted to spit. So yeah, as you spit out this, uh, you know, your senses are flooded with this sort of smell of death. Your eyes land on the ghost who you now realize is a, a mortal person. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. The, the ghost that's on the altar, I should specify, uh, since there were two ghosts. There's uh, one that's been just completely eviscerated. Uh, and so as you guys reach out and sort of pull the mask away, it's a rubbery mask, you see that it is confirmed to be Creepsley the shady lawyer who seems to have obviously deceived some kind of a scheme to scare you away and claim the gold all for himself. The problem is, is he did not count on Aldrin himself having any kind of opinion on this matter. You guys are victorious. Um, you guys have defeated the true ghost of Aldrin Beauregard, as well as uncovered the mystery that is uh, Calvin Creepsley, who uh, is just hanging on by a thread, honestly, at this point, you guys. He's not Cool, I'm going to cast a third-level healing word on him and have Fred throw the net over him. Yeah, um, actually, wait like 10 minutes, and I'm going to use my divine ensnarement. There you go, sure. Why not? Um, so that's that's where we are with Creepsley. He's, uh, for all intents and purposes, we don't even have to really uh, talk it out, uh, captured and healed by you guys so he can be taken to the proper authorities. The true ghost of Aldrin Beauregard has been completely eviscerated by your abilities and your skills. But yeah, there's um, a few more areas. Did he murder the three people? Yeah, they're very dead. Creepsley murdered the three people? Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, Creepsley did? Yes. Oh my God. Yeah, he was... Uh, picking off people one by one in order to gain the fortune himself. That makes sense why it was like circled on the will survives the night. Like he would be the person who would be most looking over it the will. It was real and stupid being like, of him mm. not to pick us off at least a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the question I have, I guess, is like, why did the ghost fight us then? I think at this point he just sort of wanted to destroy you for just being around. He's just a real mean individual. I thought he liked yeah. us. Magic, evil magic corrupts man. That's fair. Yeah. That's true. 
It's not good. Uh, but yeah, so there's uh, more areas to explore in theory if you guys want to keep poking around. But at this point, you guys are victorious. You're considered the winners, the victors of the stipulation of the will. You guys are each technically owed uh, a million gold pieces uh, each from the Beauregard estate. Okay. Did Mr. Beauregard, the real one, have it in for us? Or were we just here... Yeah, if you were to, um, there's a door behind the altar area where you guys were battling with Aldrin. If you were to climb uh, through that door, it's open. It's not going to be any kind of issue. I can give you more information about to why he was battling you guys. Yeah, let's let's get Ooh, a narrative yes. wrap up. Yeah. yeah, there's still there's still a mystery to be solved. Yeah, yeah. why was Aldrin trying to kill you guys? It's kind of weird. You guys were in, ostensibly his aide and people who helped him uh, in a time of need made sense as to, originally as to why you guys were invited to the will reading, but it certainly doesn't make sense as to why he attacked you following mm -hmm. yes so let's crawl behind whatever was behind yeah. the altar room that you were describing so yeah so there's a door right behind the altar room that you guys have been in um with uh creepsly uh incapacitated and fully healed ready to be sort of handed over to the authorities you guys are able to make your way into what i would like to call the crypt uh, Aldrin uh, has it, was a it appears to be uh, living down here since he faked his own death um, this sort of area transitions into even more intricate tunnels that he's carved out of the earth the um, northern area is where Aldrin has sort of been storing corpses of people that he's been murdering slowly over the last couple of years uh, which is why the smell of death is so strong in here there's just decaying individuals here um, in addition to his family members Distant family members. Uh, interestingly, one of the fresher corpses looks a bit like Don Knotts. Uh, fun. Hmm. Hmm. Wild. Wild. Uh, the southwestern area of this sort of like cryptic area uh, seems to be Aldrin's living quarters. There's a coffin that's sort of propped up that Aldrin seems to have been sleeping in and around it. There's like a surprisingly nice sitting area constructed with like well-maintained plush chairs and what seems to be even some fresh tea. So he was kind of like enjoying himself down here. There was even a um, bookshelf uh, full of... Um, Let's see, books with titles like uh, How to Get Away with Killing Your Family, Undead and Loving It, A Practical Guide to Living Your Best Unlife, as well as uh, Relationships for the Abhorrent. Uh, and yeah, as you guys are sort of shifting around trying to make sense of this really confusing mess that you've s found yourselves in, you can sort of see uh, neatly folded and stored on one of the small tables near Aldrin's coffin is a contract. Uh, this contract details Aldrin's arrangement with the demon uh, Mikrul. And in exchange for souls, uh, particularly noble souls, uh, Mikrul will grant Aldrin additional life and power so it seems even though you guys had done him a really great deed and a great favor uh during his really mortal life as he was sort of seeking power and um esteem within this sort of undead universe uh he had sort of turned over a new quite evil leaf and was interested in uh claiming uh pure good souls like yours uh in order to uh gain power and um demonic control so talk about a plot uh, twist yeah <laughs> Some people just power corrupts, man. It's not good. Yeah, I was Absolute not power expecting corrupts, that. Absolutely, honestly. Yeah. So Same. hey, you are after all in a fantasy realm, so not everything can be so quickly explained. <laughs> and that's that's where we're at. Uh, I don't know if there's anything else that you guys want to poke around, but that's really the main explainer. Um, where do we collect our treasure? 
To collect your treasure. Uh, so you know what? Um, the spell that had been cast over the mansion sort of holding you hostage in this place obviously has been lifted. You guys are able to leave at any point. At this point, there's no real uh, benefactor or any person who's managing the estate. That'll have to be recalibrated. Uh, so let's sort of get into that. Uh, as the sun rises, you exit the mansion. Uh, contract has been fulfilled. You have survived. You are rich, in theory. Of course, some time will need to pass while a new lawyer is acquired, and the authorities conduct a thorough investigation of the premise as well as manage Creepsley and his crimes. Uh, the locals are shocked that Aldrin would commit such terrible atrocities as you reveal to everyone. Uh, and eventually, your names are cleared. There's no wrongdoing or anything that you guys have done. You did everything by the book, and you would fall in victim to this just as much as anyone else. Um, and really, uh, Aldrin is condemned uh, by his neighbors, by his friends, and by the entire you know, community. You guys are awarded your prize of one million gold in time. It's unfortunately, though, worth of stock in the Beauregard winery, not necessarily actual coin. And because the Beauregard name is now so associated with a ritualistic murderer, the stocks ultimately plummet. And you're left, <laughs> you're left with uh, just slightly richer than before. Oh, well, you've got enough uh, to restock the Clue Cruiser and you're ready to head out in search of a new mystery. Can I, uh, can I say what I buy with the money? Uh, yeah, sure. What? How do you guys each restock the Clue Cruiser with your individual uh, small amount of cash that you get from this? I'd <laughs> Books. snacks. I'd like to buy uh, Daphne a dress with pockets because pockets are the traps of uh, hands. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Incredible. What's what's everyone getting? So specifically, we've got. Fred getting some a nice dress for uh, Daphne. How does Daphne feel about this gift? Every woman loves a dress with pockets. This is true. <laughs> Look, it has pockets. That's the it first thing you say. That's and the first Fred thing. isn't threatening, so you know Daphne's not going to think much of it. <laughs> <laughs> Velma, what kind of books are you specifically getting? You said you wanted books. So I think Velma is going to take a careful interest in this, like dark magic thing not like to the point that she would want to use it but that she would want to be prepared for it since this is the first time that uh -huh. she's really come across like something she couldn't so easily explain so i think she's going to learn a little bit about um whatever melfior or whatever the demon's name was um mm -hmm. Roll, sure yeah that one <laughs> that's and the one. yeah she's going to learn a little bit about um the dark the dark arts just to be prepared for future mysteries Mm-hmm. Who's who's next? Scoob? You said you wanted snacks. I'm I'm like, just buying lots of I snacks. I feel like we should end on Scooby. Oh, I'm so yeah. sorry. Yeah, uh, that's the okay. classic thing. Daph, what do you want to get? Um Daphne is going to buy some uh new beauty products, you know, gotta stay looking beautiful and some horn wax. Absolutely. And uh maybe a fun treat for wingdings. Oh, also, I totally screwed up. Uh, Aldrin was the one killing these people. Um, that makes more sense. Creepsley ushered you guys out and wanted to scare you with a ghost of uh, him. But uh, so you guys were in theory supposed to leave and he was going to seal the mansion so you couldn't get back in. But he did it the reverse way. 
Oops. Because yep. he's a So you guys were stuck inside. He's an idiot, so... Uh, he, he's an idiot, but not a murderer. No. So that's why they were being right. murdered by Aldrin. Real Aldrin. Creepsly just... Real. Yeah. He he was just going to scare you guys if you did somehow find a way back in. Anyway, that's me misreading names. All right. Um, so uh, with with Shaggy's kind of l- a little more little more riches, uh, he is going to stock up the the Clue Cruiser in the back with like a little like fondue kind of like melting pot thing and i've got like all sorts of cheeses and dips and things back there and like out of as like fred hits a little pothole my french my hard crusty french bread quarter staff dips into this like hot melty cheese and finally softens enough and and scooby is gonna lean over and take a just the biggest bite <sighs> out of the bottom of this French bread dipped in cheese. Like, and, hey, and Scoob, ha- that's my that's my bread. Wow, woobie woobie woo. And that Credits is, roll. And that is where we'll leave our adventures. I did remember, and uh, I feel badly about this, but we really didn't get an opportunity to uh, really say it. And there was no, uh, and I would have gotten away with it too. If it weren't for you meddling kids. There's meddling kids. Well, everyone kind of died. Everyone kind of died. Creepsy was very incapacitated. He was the person who would have said it to you. He uh, couldn't have said it if we let him die. No. (laughs) All right. And that's that, yeah, right? That's that. I, I, I think the, what's what's the van called? The Clue Cruiser. The Clue Cruiser. The Clue Cruiser. The Clue Cruiser takes off into the sunset. Yeah, fades off, uh, gallops away, and you guys are off on a surely another fun uh, mystery that you're bound to solve easily. Because that's what you do. You're the mystery uh, LLC. <laughs> And so our heroes live to see another day. What will befall them in the future? What more mysteries will come their way? The world may never know. Mm -hmm.